Welcome back to another episode of Dream Team, where players of the past and present pick their all-time 1-11 to of the best players they've played with, people who've shaped their career, people who've enjoyed playing with. And today, welcome Chris Mayer. Welcome, Chris. Hello, Scotty. Cheers, buddy. So, Chris was the uh, captain of Echo Monarchs and Trojans at the time of the merge in 2009. And when, he, when the club merged in 2010, he became Sunday captain. So, just first of all, Chris... How did you get into cricket? Interesting one, that spot, to be fair. I didn't come from a cricket family at all, um, football family. Um, Dad was a decent player. I played as a kid. Um, I don't really know how I got into cricket. Um, Secondary school and a friend, a friend called Ross Clark, um, who I spent a lot of time with. And I went and watched a lot of him and his dad play for Foulness. Um, And then one day, I think, like, out of the blue I must have fielded or something they must have asked me to field um, so and I got bugged from it from there really and then they moved they moved to Epo Roy Clark his dad moved to Epo at the time so then again I just followed them over there watched from the sidelines for the modern you know for a month or so until inevitably you know, got asked to play on a Sunday or whatever and then that was it from there really do you know what year that was I don't, mate. I was probably, I want to say I was about 11 or 12 because I've just started playing at school. And that's the first time I'd ever had any interest in cricket at all, to be fair, because nowadays the kids, the kids are lucky, I think. You know, the kids are starting, you know, with you guys, eight, nine, ten years old, you know. Um, there was no cricket for youngsters back then. I don't, or I don't remember there being any apart from until you got to secondary school. Um and that's that's where I sort of that's where I sort of started, I guess. Um, it was all football before then. Um, and like I say, I knew nothing about cricket. My dad didn't play, which is kind of un, unlike a lot of kids. A lot of kids that play cricket, I think their parents play, don't they? Yeah. You know. Um, whereas for me, I just yeah, it was just something different, and I just fell into it. Thoroughly enjoyed it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then that was it for forever from then, really. So who, when you were growing up, you say you didn't watch a lot of cricket? Did you have any international heroes? Essex players, or was it just football? I no, I did. Um, I I watched a little bit. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny story. Me, me, and Ross Clark. Right, um, Ross. I don't think Ross ever played. He played for Echo. I don't think he ever played after the merger with Southend. But we used to play like I remember every six weeks holiday, summer six weeks holiday. We used to go over to the park, our local park, every day. We used to play test matches, literally five day test matches. I know they never used to last five days, but just the two of us, you know, um, we used to have scorecards, um, you know, like the wallpaper tables. We yep. used to have like three or four of them lined up behind the stumps just to stop the ball, you know, and like, yeah. And back then we used to, we both had to be a country or whatever. He was always England. Um, I think, you know, I was South Africa a lot, like Jack Callis. Jack Callis is, uh, you know, someone for me that's probably, you know, the guy, because that's sort of what I was, batted and bowled a bit, but, you know, to like 1% of, <laughs> of him. <laughs> if there's a bloke to model yourself on, yeah, he's quite a exactly. good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, Jack Callis is just quality, isn't it? Yeah. So okay. that's, probably, that's probably that, but, yeah. Okay, great stuff. So come on to your 1-11. to 11. Who's your first opening batsman? Right, so... Number one, um, well, 
it's a guy called John Fest. I'm not too sure how many South End people will know about John. Um, I think I think the older guys will. Yeah. Um, definitely not not the younger guys, but but John was John was Mr. Echo. Um, yeah, he was the godfather really of the club. Um, great bloke, great bloke, great batsman. Um, yeah, really really good player. Um, left-handed bat. Um, hit the ball so hard, like just that's all I can remember. No, not all I can remember. But he hit the ball so hard. Bat speed was, you know, rapid. Um, until I think until I found out about Waffen, he was the first person that I had ever heard of scored a double ton in a one-day game. You know, and that's that's a pretty impressive feat, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was like the the head of the club, really. Um, when I was a when I was a youngster, and always looked up to him and to, to a couple of the other older guys. Uh, Dick Gilbert um, sadly passed away last year, um, and uh, Johnny Anstead. But they were like the, the three sort of the, the top guys, really. Uh, Echo, um, but yeah, just he's a, you know great bloke, decent wicket keeper as well. Kept wicket. Um, yeah, I remember uh, probably when I was playing twos. I scored a lot of runs in a year where I opened the batting with him. And you know when you bat with someone, it just makes your life so easy yeah. because they're, they're so aggressive and you can just take your time. You know, it, it was like that. And he would just, from ball one, yeah, it was, it was go time. Um, yeah, I don't, he's another, I've never seen someone get dropped so often. You know, when someone hits the ball so hard. Yeah. You know, and yeah, he, that's yeah, just great bloke, great bloke. Yeah. Okay, great stuff. So, who would open with John? Uh, gone with Newman. Like a lot of people have gone with Newman, just because he's just quality, isn't he? Um, he's one of those guys that like, I admire. Technically good batsman, and Newman is one of them. You know, like to watch him is, is, is nice, and so you know, he's one of the guys you sort of pull up a chair, um, and and yeah, sit in for the innings. Um, again, like my stories of Newman probably start before the merger. Um, I was when I was young, I played like some evening league and some Sundays and stuff. Bowled against Newman a couple of times. My God, like you know when someone just annihilates you. Like yeah, he's scared to live in daylight at me to be fair as a kid bowling team and uh, yeah and and he's still a great player isn't he you know yeah. great very very um, laid back character Newman never never really gets wound up where he gets a hundred or no. nothing changes does no. it no because I think the year the year that the year that we merged I think he was off gallivanting if I remember correctly I think, you're I think right. he played yeah. in the first season and um, and I was always asking about him I was like doesn't Newman, doesn't Newman play here? And everyone's like, yeah, well, he's, he's off, he's off to wherever he was, where he's at Lee or Westcliff or wherever. And then, yeah, so when he come back, I was a bit like, because, you know, he's like, if you don't know him, you sort of, you don't really know, you know, how to, how to, how to go about Newman, do Because he's quiet, no. you know, and you, and you think, what's this guy all about? But, you know, I've actually struck up a really good friendship with him. He's, he's you know, he's got a dry sense of humour, loves a yazoo. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's just yeah. I think as a as a batting partnership, my God, those those two would score some runs, I reckon. 
Would you say they're different styles of players? Yeah, yeah. John, John's just uh, John can be, or John could be, just yeah, just annihilate. He could just annihilate people. You know, he hit the ball in weird places. Hit the ball really hard. Whereas Newman, Newman took a bit of time to get going, didn't he? Yeah. But or doesn't he? Um, but if he gets past, you know, 20, 25, he's generally going to score big runs. Um, that's if he can, you know, not get, not not be tired enough to carry on running. Well, once <laughs> he gets struggled with a bit of fatigue, he does. But once he gets to fifty or sixty, Newman, it doesn't bother running, does it? It's just four or six. Nah, it's... nah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, that's a great the, opening, the... great opening partnership there. So, who's who's your number three? Number three um, is well, he, strangely, I guess he wouldn't usually bat number three, um, but. I've always thought number three is your best bat. And in this team, yeah, it's Kevin Grant. Um, without a doubt, like the best batsman I've ever played with. And I suppose my team, my team is like people that I've played a lot with. Yeah. So I've played, I've played with, you could say I've played with probably better players than some of the people in my team, but for a short period of time you know, or like a one-off game or whatever. But Kevin, I, you know, I've played a lot of cricket with Kev and he's just the best the best batsman I've ever played with, regardless of how often I've played with someone. You know, he's just prolific is the only word really for Kev. He scored runs every year without fail, no matter where he's playing, you know, and yeah, it's... It, you can't really say too much more, can you? Really, like Kev, everyone knows what he does. You know, um, Mr. Consistent, just yeah, no, exactly. And he brought, like for me especially, Kev sort of changed the way I saw cricket a little bit because at Echo, it was kind of like quite a family orientated, like oriented club, you know. Uh, the social was fantastic. You know, we had great tours. We had great drinks after games, stuff like that. And spent a lot of time with the oppo and stuff like that. But on the field, it mattered, but it wasn't the be all and end all. You know, it wasn't about winning leagues year in, year out. It wasn't even about winning games week in, week out, you know. But um, when the merger happened and Kev come over with Trojans, I suppose... To an extent, Kev and some of the other lads sort of showed us as a club that there was, you know, more to this game than just having a good time, you know. And it's they brought a winning, a winning mentality, a winning attitude, right? You know, and, it, and then there was more, and there was there was more to turn up for on a Saturday, you know. Yes, as you say, you want to you want to enjoy the day, but winning obviously helps. Yeah, yeah, and and like Kev, he, he brought like an intensity, you know, to, to 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 all parts of the game. You've played with him, you know. It's yeah. like, you know, like he's a, you know, he is was in a uh, a great fielder, bowled a bit of tweak, you know. And you know when someone's like concentrating all the time in the field, and you just know. And if you turn off for a minute, they'll let you know that you've turned mm-hmm. off. Like, doesn't matter the situation, like. That was new. That was new to me, new to us. And as a club, I guess that's why we ended up winning, you know, 
the, the premier T Ribbon Prem and stuff like that, you know, on the back of him and, and a few others that came over. I think but, there's yeah. an element with people like that where you sort of almost want them to say, oh, well done, Chris. If someone with that stature says that world's like Chris, you sort of think, oh, cheers. No, without a doubt. No, without a doubt. Yeah, the amount of, I think everyone who's probably ever played with Kev, it's almost like a bit of recognition. If you can get some recognition off Kev, you, you've done well. You know, like he, he didn't, he didn't, he doesn't hand it out very often, but maybe that's for the right reasons because we're just not good enough. But you know, like when when you do get a pat on the back from someone like Kev, like it does mean it does mean a lot. It does certainly mean a lot. Yeah, but he's he's you know as a player, quality, undoubtedly quality. But as a bloke as well, you know. What he's done for the club, you know, the, the youth and stuff like that, like you'll know very well. Yeah. You know, he's he's done he, he's done so much for the club in that respect, and it's probably you know part of the reason why the club is still is still still sort of prospering. You know? No, that's right. You got, can't. You, every, you need people like that around the club, as you say. No, of course. I've got I've got one. It's not. I don't know if it's funny or not. It's funny to me. But um, like before before <laughs> before the merger. Um, we had a batting, we, had, we just had a, at the, the award ceremony every year, we just had a batting trophy and a bowling trophy. And the batting trophy was just Kevin Grant's trophy, right? No, no, one, no one else ever won it, right? So basically every year, you didn't even need to, didn't even need to announce it, you just get up and pick it up or not even bring it with him. But one year, I think it was the year I was batting with probably John Fess, I was, I was in a two, um, starting to score some runs. Um, but I was playing Sundays, midweek, everything. And all of the runs were counted from like Sundays, midweek, Saturday, whatever. I think I must have beat him by about like you know, nothing, like five runs or something, you know. Right, so I'd, pay, I'd probably played about 30 more games than him, you know, and only beat him by a couple. And I won that trophy that year. And my God, the look on his face, I can remember it to this day, you know, like he did not want to give it up. <laughs> it's uh, steely competition for him. Yeah, but he'd, he'd probably, you know, he'd only played... He, he just played all the league games, you know, and he'd still scored like mammoth runs. But, okay. Um, yeah. So coming on to four, who's four? Right. So number four, couldn't couldn't really leave him out because he's like, you know, more than, in, yeah, in, in my life anyway, he's, he's more than just a, a friend that I know through cricket, like, um, Richard Hawkins. Okay. So, um, yeah, so Richard, for anyone who doesn't know, he's like, my boss as well um and has been since i was what 18 years old or something okay but known richard since i was well again 11 12 since i started cricket um and yeah just uh, again like a top bloke more than anything like when you when you're talking about someone like him it's more than just cricket you know like what is what is again similar to like Kev but in different ways what he's done for the club over the years you know whenever anything needs doing he's always the first person that gets asked you know like can you help out with this can you provide some people to do this can we do this can we do you know and yeah you know just a top bloke and yeah so probably like a role model I guess for me in more in more ways than one you know nice um when it comes to when it comes to cricket um you know Again, he's, <laughs> you, you'd say he's probably a, a, a slow batsman, maybe. 
but can get on with it when he wants to. You know, he loves loves a cut loves a cut shot, loves yeah. a cut shot. <laughs> um, but always good for a ton a year. Pretty much gets a ton a year. I would have won last summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, to, to be fair, I guess the strange thing with Richard is we we haven't actually played much cricket together. No. Our paths have never really crossed because when I started playing cricket, he was like a first team cricketer. And then as we've sort of as he's come down, I've gone up, and we've missed each other. You know, so I've not not actually spent too much time playing cricket with him, apart from like on cricket tours and stuff. I remember when he was like, well, when I was like eleven or twelve, he took me on. Uh, yeah, he drove me and his old uh, Alfa Romeo, I think, to, to Brighton or whatever um, for for a first cricket tour. He sort of looked after me, as did all of the older <laughs> older people, because I was like really young then, going on a tour on my own. Um, but yeah, our, Glenn Norfolk mentioned this game on his chat. It was High Easter away. I can't remember why. I don't know whether it was Glenn's first game or something. I think it might have been. Or, yeah, that sounds about right. I remember giving Glenn a lift that day. I was playing, and I think what had happened was our game, uh, the first team game, had been called off. So I think I'd said, "Oh, I'll go and play for the twos, like help them out." So that's why I was giving Glenn a lift. And we played. And I remember, I remember I was batting with Richard that day. And it's probably one of the only times I've ever really batted with him. And uh, yeah, I, I just remember running him into the absolute ground. Like, you know, like he had to, yeah, I think I was like, I've got a few. And we met in the middle and he was like panting and he said like, you need to calm down because I can't do this anymore. Sort of thing. I thought he was going to like keel over, you know. But um, that's that's probably one of the only only real times I've ever batted with him. But, um, yeah, no. Richard's an under underrated player. Not only is he a good batsman, very decent keeper, but a very good slipper. Good yeah. So, yeah. So, I remember not so much recent history, but especially when I just started playing first team cricket at Echo. Yeah, first slip. He, that's just what he did. You know, he batted and he was first slip. And he, the keys are like he's got massive hands anyway. But he, he takes some real like, real worldies, you know. And you think, blimey. You know, great slip, great hands. Um, and yeah, just, you know, good bloke. And again, like, the kind of guy that every club needs. There's a few of them on this list, you know. Um, just real clubmen, not real good people. And I think that's, that's, you're sat yeah, I think that's the foundation of every good cricket club, isn't it, really? You know, like, you've got, you've got the good, the people that, you know, Behind the scenes, if you don't know the ins and outs of how a cricket club works, you wouldn't know how much time and effort they put in. And 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 you know he's he's one of those. So, no, yeah, that's fair. So when when you were coming through at Echo, you've spoken about the John Fessies. Who were the big influences on you as you grew up? 14, 15, was it John? Yeah. So I said I said the big phrase. There was uh, John, Dick Gilbert, John Anstead. Uh, they they were like probably like 50 or so at that at that yeah. time so they, they were maybe like not past their best they were they, you know they were still doing a bit like dick gilbert used to trundle in and just i've never seen anyone bowl line and length like him you know like just like if you put a 50 pence piece there he'd hit it five out of six mm -hmm. times in and over you know that kind of guy um who else like mark irvin um yeah, probably because because at the time like when i was younger i said you know i he, he was rapid in my eyes. I'd never seen anyone bowl fast. You know, and he was, he was short, low arm, skiddy. Um, so, yeah, he'd definitely be one. Craig Simpson. 
who was the the first team captain at the time. Um, yeah, he. <laughs> I can I always remember he, he he didn't like me very much. He was like, I don't know why I was. I don't know whether I was shy or what. But he was the first team captain. He wanted me to play ones, and I kept saying no, and I kept turning it down. I don't really know why I did. To be fair, but that was like for weeks it felt like, and he, he used to get get get, like, get annoyed with me. Um, but Craig, yeah. Um, who else? There's a lot, really. There's a, a, a lot. Like I said earlier, like Echo was kind of like a, quite a family-oriented like oriented yeah. club. So there, there was there was lots of people, really. Every, everyone knew everyone. There was there was no like no elitism, no separatism. You know, everyone everyone got on. So so yeah, I guess everyone in their own way. But but yeah. The ones I've mentioned were, you know, the ones that probably more more than others. Yeah. Okay. So back to your team. Uh, five. Five. <laughs> right. Um, Joe Sibbons. Five. Um, two of the two of the kids on this list. Um, they've kind of made the list for more reasons than one, but primarily just for one sort of reason. Um, Let's start with Joe. Joe well, what can we say about Joe? Joe's um, a quiet guy. We all know that. Um, I like to think I've seen, sort of seen Joe grow up because Kev brought him through um, along the same sort of times as Glenn Norfolk, um, Zach Bunkley, Bobby Mills, those kind of kids. We had a real, mm. real good group. A real good group came through at one time. And I was the, I think I was looking after the Sunday team as well or something. Um, so I'd pick a lot of these kids week in, week out. And Joe, like, I remember I used to pick him up every week without fail. And if we said two words in the car, that was <laughs> that was a really long conversation, you know. And uh, yeah, but but as as Joe grew up, like as we all know now, like he's come out of his shell a little bit, I suppose. Um, but he's a funny kid. He really is a funny kid. He's actually got a good sense of humour, and he, he's he's dry and he's witty, you know. And, and like some of his banter, I've, I've been with him sometimes, and you sort of go, "Huh, is that Joe?" You know, when he when he says something, you go, "Blimey, that's a bit close to the mark, Joe." But um, nah, but a great lad, and uh, turned into a really, really, really good cricketer, really nice. good cricketer, you know. Um, and yeah, I, I suppose he's just on there because I've just enjoyed watching watching him grow up you know um i checked his play cricket the other day actually didn't he score like, average 80 last year yeah uh, class I mean, apart last year who, yeah. who does that who who averages 80 no you know uh, apart from kev grant you know like that's that's serious cricket there isn't it um but yeah the one i suppose i always get my dates like mixed up but i think it's 2014 which is Basically, the year was my favourite year playing cricket, and which is where a lot of these guys come into this, really. Um, the year that the twos went up to second division, yeah. second 11 prem. Um, yeah, the Woodford-Wells game. I mean, Joe had scored runs that year, but, yeah, the week before and the Woodford-Wells game, he scored big runs. But, you know, when, like, someone's unflappable, and I don't think he even knew... I don't even think he knew what he'd just done when him and like you know Butch put on those runs. I don't think he even knew the like the magnet like the magnitude of it, you know. Um, so yeah, just just for that kind of reason, really, just because he's he's such a nice kid, 
and he's such a good cricketer. And and yeah, just spent a lot of time with him, I guess, and, and seen him sort of come through. That's it. If you want, if you want to get Sibo talking, or as you say, it, you say he's a funny guy, get him onto Glenn Norfolk, and then <laughs> then that sort of kicks him off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you tell yeah, him yeah. Glenn did something, that that gets yeah. him going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the uh, um, the only other the only other well, I suppose this is probably a pretty big reason he makes my list. Um, everyone's got like you know something that happened to them personally in, the, in their in their cricket career. But you remember the South End game? Um, yeah. yeah, he he took the catch on the boundary. You see the picture in the clubhouse. That was yeah. my bowling. That was OA Shah. That was the OA Shah wicket. Was it? And the Essex game. And, so oh, I didn't yeah. know that. No, so you. so for me, so for me, obviously, like you know, to have OA Shah on your on your list. Like, you know, ex, you know, test cricketer. Yeah. And for him to have taken the catch, I can't not put him on this list, can I really? No, that's pretty and, and it was And it was a mustard catch. Can you remember it? Like, no, I was working. Catch. I wasn't there, unfortunately, but I've seen it on the yeah. picture. It looks yeah. decent. I mean, yeah, slower ball, of course. Slower ball, he just drilled it to, like, long on. And, yeah, I don't know how he caught it, to be fair. One-handed, you know, he jumps like, like Michael Jordan. Mental, really, but um, yeah, so that's why he's on the list. Fair enough. So, moving on to six, yeah, so Hunty Steve Hunt, um, yeah, so I played a lot of cricket with Steve, probably the majority of my cricket life, he's been in, been in the same team as me. Um, I was trying to think earlier where he actually came from because I don't think he joined Echo at the same time as the merger. I think he came just before. Um, and yeah, he came with his dad. I don't think Adam, I don't think they brought Adam over yet. But yeah, again, like because he, he was in the year below me at school. So I knew of him. But yeah, we just became really good friends, you know. So, um, but yeah, like every, everyone, you know, everyone knows about Steve. He's, he's probably one of the, one of the most frustrating people that you'll ever play cricket with, to be fair, because the talent is, is so obvious you know he, he can do things that a lot of people can't and he can do a lot of things that you only see on tv and stuff like that but you know just never what's the word like never fulfill his never, potential yeah definitely definitely just like a very, very frustrating guy you just think like just like maybe reined it in a little bit at times yeah and try and maybe didn't try to do all of that stuff that yeah. no one else can do you know he'd maybe have just done so much better but but for pure talent um yeah definitely he's in there you know and he's just a great you know all-round cricketer good batsman without a doubt hits the ball hard hits the ball in weird places can do all of the stuff that we can't you know the reverse sweeps the lap sweeps and and he's not afraid to do it either in, in games, you know, we, we might try it in the net and eat one, whereas he would just do it in the middle with a hat on. And you think, what's he doing? But he'd pull it off, you know. Um, so, and, you know, and as a bowler, steady, like, he bowled a lot of good spells for me as a captain. You know, you can always throw him the ball. Um, yeah, I think someone said before, I think you said before in someone else's, about Steve having a bit of a golden arm. I think you're right. Like that, that sort of certainly worked for me a few times. When when nothing else is working, you think, what else have I got here? 
think, oh, give Steve a crack. And it, yeah, often it, it'd break a partnership. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's got everything. He was all round. Like, he's a sort of flint off mould, I'd say. You know, like bats well, bowls well, bowls a heavy ball, good fielder. Yeah. You know, again, great hands, um, great in the field. Yeah, good cricket, really good cricket. And, and great to have in your team, you know, team spirit. Um, everyone knows what he's like off the field. You know, the, the less said about that, the better, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, if, if there was if there was deep heat in anyone's pants, you know who, who it came from. You know, there was only one person who was doing that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's why he's in there. You know, just because, you know, a lot, a lot of this team is people that I'd want to spend my day with. You know? Yeah, that's fair enough. That's, so that's if, if I was not... playing tomorrow, yeah, if I was playing tomorrow, these are the kind of people I'd be picking up the phone to, you know? Yeah, that's fair enough. So coming on to number seven, who's seven for you? All right. So Tommy Kenton, seven. Um, he could bat anywhere in this order. Uh, going through this order, to be fair, it's all batsmen. And it sort of carries on like that. We're going to score a lot of runs. We might not take many wickets, but, but we're just going to bat. <laughs> we're just going to send things out. Yeah, um, I think I've seen Tom bat everywhere from one to eleven, as you have probably. Yeah. Um, so he just sits in there at seven. I don't really know why, just because he can. But everyone, everyone knows what Tom does. Um, he's another one that if you want to watch some, if you want to watch someone bat and you want to go and grab yourself a deck chair, he's the kind of guy to watch because destructive isn't really the word, is it? Like what? <laughs> he can well I've seen him change games in minutes you know where some people like slowly gradually change games like yeah. you know he can he can turn a game in, in in a matter of minutes like a game that you're struggling in and then he gets the lap sweep out and then you know five or six sixes later you know you're, you're back in the game or you're or, or you're bossing a game you know um, yeah just great bloke great bloke really is um built up a really good friendship with him you know I was his vice captain for those years where we kept getting promoted and they were probably yeah comfortably my like favorite favorite years playing cricket without a doubt yeah so, so someone else with a golden arm Tommy at times with a ball. yeah 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 he, he had to bowl a few overs though yeah that's a, that's a <laughs> he had a golden arm but it might take him 10 overs to get it yeah, see, let me tell you about the ball that he found. <laughs> yeah. So the year, again, going back to that 2014, I think, I think me and him, I looked it up, I looked it up on play cricket. Between the two of us, we got 70 wickets. And they keep telling everyone like, how many wickets he got. I think he got four more wickets than me. But he bowled something like 70 more overs or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you think, you think, blimey, no wonder he's not giving me the ball. He probably goes home and watches play cricket every night and he's thinking, like, he's only four behind. I can't give him any more overs oh. here. Yeah. Nice, but, so, um, so 2013-2014 was that the best cricket you've enjoyed would you say yeah oh comfortably without a doubt yeah yeah just because it's for more for more reasons than just the cricket like the club I think the club at that point was in the best place that it certainly had ever been while I was a part of it yeah. you know I think I think that's for for loads of reasons I mean the cricket was good for one everyone was winning which helped, um, but the, the social at the club was fantastic. 
you know, we had a, a load of us, like myself, Tommy, you know, Cows, Connor, yourself, Rat, uh, um, Gilly, like all the first team, whatever. We're all similar age, you know? Yeah. So no one had any commitments. No one had any kids at that point. No one had any, you know, and we could just all enjoy on and off the field and like to be winning games as well. You know, when you put all of that in the mix, you're only ever going to enjoy yourself, aren't you? I think. That's it. There's some great times, as you say, lots of wins, yeah. games, but lots of good times off it as well. How how hard did you find the Premier when you got up to the second eleven Premier? Was it everything you expected yeah. it to be? Yeah, and probably a little bit more, unfortunately. Was it? I think, yeah, I think um, for us to get there in itself was, was impressive. Um, and I think, because like, I was, I was, I was one of the guys that would like maybe play a bit of ones as well. So, if the, you know, sometimes get pulled up for the ones if I was playing yeah. well or if they were short or whatever. So at the time, from going from second team Prem to, I think the first team were in the first division at the so time. Yeah, yeah. Um, the standard like gap was negligible, I thought, you know, so... Yeah, that was that was probably where it got a little bit difficult for us because we found a level. I think we stayed up there that year, did we not? The first year, twenty fifteen, stayed up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we did really well to stay up. Yeah. I don't think we started very well. I think we started. I think I think we started with a couple of losses and thought, "Bloody hell, this is going to be hard work." But we found our way a little bit, and and just to stay up, I think was was a feat really, um, because like I say, I think. The standard gap. That's where it was probably hard for the club to put out two 11s that both had to be strong. Yeah. Whereas you can generally get away with it, can't you? You know, chopping and changing it a bit or support the first team or whatever. But if you've got to put out two really strong 11s every week. Yeah. When you're yeah. when you're playing teams of that level, you're saying playing Brentwood seconds, Wanstead seconds, they're guys who are more than capable of slotting into Wanstead ones. And doing a uh, job. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. People, people drop down because they had Essex players back. And as you say, yeah. it's just a huge gap. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the guys were. And um, there's a lot of rotation, I think, as well, when you get to, when you get to that sort of level. Like the, when you're playing against the Wanters and stuff like that, with the first team, strong first team, strong second team, they rotate. You know, if, if a player was not in form in the ones they picked from the twos because they were good enough yeah you know whereas um for a club maybe like us at the time it wasn't quite so easy if the first team was struggling you'd be taking someone from the twos but that that, that guy would just be there to do a job you know you wouldn't be taking him because on, on merit very often no no I understand you know, whereas, that. so a lot of those clubs they had, they had the luxury really um so but yeah, that was an, again an enjoyable year. But that's probably the, the best standard of cricket. Well, I don't know, maybe not the best standard of cricket I've ever played, but especially at that level. Yeah. You know, yeah so. Okay. But, um, yeah. No. Sorry. Um, yeah. No. So back to. Well, yeah, Tommy. One one other thing, obviously, like for <laughs> for a fella of his size and whatever, he's an athlete. You know, he's, he's an athlete, isn't he? Like you, you look at him and you think, nah. But you know, you, you could do it all, couldn't he? Really, he, really he can, can run run singles. Yeah, no, yeah. he's 
it can hustle. Yeah. yeah. No, he's not the worst. You say for a guy of that like, size, he gets no, by. At that time, when we when we were when we was captain and vice captain, he'd, he'd often like think things up, and I'd be like, "What are you on about? Like, he's mental. Like, he's got a, a he's got a weird cricket brain. I think that rubs off from like Heiser. I think he'd taken the Heiser um, yeah approach to captaining, but it, it worked. It worked, and and we did well, and it was fun. No, that was all that mattered at the time. Sure. And again, off the field, off the field. If he's not there, it's not, it's not, it's not a party, is it really? No, yeah. no. it's good nights with him. So coming back onto your yeah. team, who's eight? Eight is Aaron Butcher, and that's for quite similar reasons to Joe Sibbons. Um, again, sort of saw Aaron grow up. Um, slightly differently because he, he came through from the south end side of things didn't he like so 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 uh, but so I only have saw him sort of as he started out in adult cricket but he was the guy he was the kid that everyone everyone sort of was like keep an eye out for him keep an eye out for this lad and rightly so you know as a bowler at his age I don't think I'd ever seen anyone as quick as him at that age group you know and um yeah, and as he came up through the teams, he, I remember, I remember we sort of bounced around teams together, me and Aaron, like we'd, we'd bounce around ones and twos. Um, if, if there was players going up and down, it would, it would usually be me and him. Um, and yeah, and the, the main reason he's also in this list is very similar to, to Joe, like, because he was used as a bowler forever and always batted 10. You remember that? Like yeah. he, he was always batted 10. And I always thought to myself, he can bat. Like, What's he doing at 10? Whatever. And uh, yeah. And then didn't he break his leg? Or he, he broke he something? Did, yeah, he did get injured in about 2015. Yeah. Yeah. And it was quite serious. And when he came back, he couldn't bowl. Right. And that's when we started playing him as a batsman. And that's when everyone just went, oh, this kid's actually mustard, you know, <laughs> like this kid can really bat. Um, and then, yeah, so he batted, he batted the week before um, the, uh, yeah, Woodford Wells game and the Woodford Wells game with Joe. He scored loads of runs that year, but, yeah. but those two together, they, they won both of those games. And again, same as sort of Joe, I think it's just the youth, the fact that they were so young. They didn't really, you know, they weren't scared. They weren't phased by it. They weren't. They didn't really know sort of the magnitude of what was going on for everyone else, you know. And and the way they batted on those two occasions, I just remember thinking it's just obscene, you know. I was padded up on both of those occasions. I was thinking I don't want to bat. I honestly don't want to bat in this game. You know, I didn't need to in either of the games because they were just so good. The pair of them. So, I think I think Norfolk said the same about Wolf Wells. It was like you and him. Who were next in? Yeah, it was and both thinking. It was me. Oh, don't want to do this. It was me, Norfolk, and Petch, and me and Norfolk. Uh, you could we're we're the batsmen in those three, and I think we were like patting Petch on the bum and saying like, if, if there's a wicket, mate, you're in. <laughs> you're in. Go <laughs> you know? here. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't fancy that at all. Didn't fancy it at all. But, but didn't need to. Just didn't need to. Just a pair of them. Just you know, so good, so good, and. and that will probably be like one of my longest memories of cricket, really, watching that, that last 10 overs on that day. So as you say, Aaron could easily bat 
top three, top four, eight's far too low, but in that side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like it was, it was almost like a penny drop moment, and everyone went like, every, no one could, no one could believe it. Although I could believe it, because I was thinking, why is he not batting? Like, I kind of knew it, but I guess I'd, everyone just put it down to the fact that he just bowls a lot of overs, you know. Yeah. And and whatever, but he he was genuinely in that team. He was like minus Kev. He was probably like, and maybe Joe. He was probably like one of the best free bats in that side, and no one knew it. He just took one of those moments to play him as a bat. Yeah. The penny dropped, as you say. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why he's there. Yeah. Good, good cricketer. Okay, so coming on to nine. Yeah, so I need a wicketkeeper, I guess. Um, and yeah, and, and like I say, my team is is not all down to uh, quality. Although the the guy I'm putting there certainly had the quality, he just didn't think he did. You know, it's Andy Calloway. Like he was, he was his, his own biggest critic, but he really was a good keeper. Um, don't you think? Like, it's, yeah, it's a frustrating, frustrating guy. Like, I love him to bits. Like, again, of an evening, one of the best guys to have around, but also on the pitch, just like he doubted his own ability all the time, and it kind of frustrated me because he he really could play, and and definitely could. He's got great hands, really, really good hands. And could bat, you know. So that's why he's there. Because, like I say, my team's as much about who I want to spend the day with as it is who's the, the best players in, in the club. I mean, yeah. like, there's there's honourable there's honourable mentions. Obviously, like Dale, without a doubt, Dale's the best wicketkeeper I've ever played with. Um, like that's why he gets in everyone's team because he, he's just that good. Um, but yeah, like if 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 I'm picking my mates for a day to play cricket, yeah. cows is going to be in there, you know. That's it. I know you were saying about Cal's frustrating not backing himself. As a captain, for me at times, he's drive out the wall because you get someone in your team who'd be lazy, who, who might say they can keep, and it'd be a hot day, and they'd, they'd say to Cal's, oh, I'll keep today, and Cal's would always let them keep. Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah. You'd be going out to the field, and Cal's be walking alongside you, and like, Cal's, why don't you pad up? Oh, so and so's keeping today. You're like, no, 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 you keep. And yeah. it drives you up the wall. And you'd see a catch go down, you'd think cows wouldn't have missed that. But no, definitely not. And yeah. Nigel Green said it years ago. He said, just get cows to play. Doesn't matter if he bats or bowls, he'll save us mm. or take us a wicket. Mm. I just want him standing up when I'm bowling. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And like I say, it's, it's a strange one because like, some of us, I'd probably put myself in the, in the camp of someone who's sort of like quite confident in my own ability, even if it's maybe to the point of too confident in my own ability. Whereas Cows was the complete opposite. And you think, oh, if he just had a just an ounce, just an ounce more confidence or whatever, he, he you know, he, he could pretty much do whatever he wanted, really, you know. But he just always gave you the opinion like the, the opinion that you didn't feel worthy of being in the side, you know, or, or yeah. the, but he, he always was. So and frustrating one, but definitely, definitely. I think I've, I've seen, I've seen him score some runs like you have. I've seen, I've seen him score a couple of fifties and, and yeah, on, on his day, um, solid defense, got all the shots, you know, again, just, just always, it's almost like he always sort of walked out to the crease with like that attitude of like, meh, whatever. You think, you know, but off the field, 
he's always there. Like for me, if, if, there, if there's a night out, he needs to be there. You know, and I think that's the same for everyone else, isn't it? You know, so definitely. So we talked about uh, your fun times of 2013 to 2014. Come on back to when you captained the Sunday team in the first year of the merge. How much fun was that? Because I think that really brought the club together. Really, that Sunday team. So many different people yeah. got involved. Yeah, so that, I, th I think that was really important um, personally and for the club, you know, because that was a way of of me being able to sort of bring our guys to you and you to bring your guys to us. And that, yeah. was, that was the first place we sort of really mingled, you know. And um, yeah, and like I say, like a, lot of the, a lot of the people on this list and, yeah, and yourself and stuff like that, you know, like that's, where, that's where friendships were formed, I think, in that first year. And, and I don't... I mean, I'm not sure, but maybe not all mergers go as well as as that did. Now, I, I honestly think that merger went, you know, probably better than everyone even expected. And um, I think a lot, a lot of things, a lot of factors for that. I think we were all just a good age, all good, not similar mentality, and uh, yeah, just just really, really enjoyable. Lots of good games. We probably weren't, we probably weren't as good a cricket team as we should have been. Perhaps the Saturday nights have taken their toll. We played some good yeah. games, but we have lost. I think we all. I think we always treated Sunday with uh, with a pinch of salt, didn't we? Really, yeah. um, it, it was never it was never too serious. If you didn't get a bat on Saturday, you were going to get a bat on Sunday, um, yeah. and stuff like that. People would bowl on a Sunday that generally wouldn't bowl, but that, that's. I think that's the point of Sunday cricket. So, although to be fair, Sundays were a bit weird because. At Echo, our Sundays were always friendlies. Like, we never played any league cricket on Sundays. So we always used to play like the same teams every year um, and just have like, friendly games with, with all these clubs. But to play league cricket on a Sunday was quite novel for us, for, for, for the Echo, for the yeah. Echo blokes. Um, you were obviously aware of it and you knew how it all worked. But yeah, to, to, to captain the league side on a Sunday was quite novel. We didn't, I, I wouldn't say we took it overly seriously in the league. When the league no. games, league games or friendly games, pretty much taken with the same attitude. But it's yeah, great to have the likes of Glenn Norfolk, Sibo playing, and you'd always get a, a sort of a random person like a Dave Enderby come up or Scott Silver played a couple of games. And that's where people got introduced to each other, really, wasn't it? And yeah, people thought, yeah, oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. good blokes, and they followed through from there. Yeah. I, I, even from the Echo days, I've always seen Sundays are so important. Because from, from for as long as I can remember, I think I've always captained a Sunday side. Didn't matter whether I was, you know, a youngster or first team captain at Echo at the time. I was always the Sunday captain for some reason. Um, just probably because no one else wanted to do it. But um, but yeah, and I've always seen Sundays as really important for a club, just because it gives the opportunity for, like you say, for first team cricketers to play with. Thirteen cricketers, and yeah. you know, and, um, you know, you all talk to each other in the bar, but you don't really know someone until you play cricket with them. I don't think you know that's when you that's when you really get to know get to know blokes, isn't it? Really, that's it. And it's good social, even on a Sunday night. Maybe not full on drinking, but it's always always a takeaway or a Chinese out after the game. Yeah, it was always a little bit more subdued. It was always a little bit more subdued because we'd we'd had the night on Saturday night, and then we just had a game of cricket on a Sunday. Everyone was pretty shattered by that point. But yeah, like you say, I think uh, I remember I remember being in Zen City 
numerous times, like numerous times. It was always Woody's. It was always Woody's cap in the morning on a Sunday, yeah. and ended up in in Zen City on a Sunday night. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the bill was always more than it should have been because uh, yeah. some people would drink more than others. You know, the person having a coke was having to stump up. You know, for eight eight pints, but because we enjoyed it. That's it. That was great time. Okay, so coming back to your team, number ten. Where are we up to? Right, yeah, so I need a spinner. Um, so John Horn is my spinner, Bells. Um, again, someone that I hadn't really had any knowledge of before before the merger. And uh, anyone who, know, who knows Bells and I, if you don't know him, like I didn't, he's, he's, a, bit, he's a bit of a weird one. You don't know how to take him at first. Um, and, it, and it took a little while. It took a little while, but yeah, once, once I sort of worked him out, um, yeah, top bloke, um, and yeah, a proper spinner, like a, a proper spinner. Like I've always seen spinners as it's like we we all play cricket with someone who can bowl a bit of tweak, you know. Yeah. They don't spin it, they don't turn it, they, they just they just bowl slowly, you know. But but he was, or he is what I'd ask a proper spinner like that's his craft. That's he knows how to do it, and he knows what he's doing with it. You know, he's not just. He's not just bowling his stock ball six times and over. He's actually thinking about it, trying to work it out. And uh, and and that's probably the first from my echo days and whatever. I didn't really play with any spinners that were like actually spinners. You know, you just played with two blokes who could you know bowl a bit of slow right arm. Yeah. You know, so to to see to see a proper spinner in action was was again like a, a new kind of thing um, for me. Not like whenever I, whenever I was in the nets, I thought. I can, I can get this bloke. Like, he's, he's not doing nothing, you know. But he 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 is, you know. And he he but what's, what's he do? Like he mixes up his mixes up his pace and whatever, and all, all of the things that, that decent spinners do that you don't really think about as a batsman. You just think I'm just going to get down the track and like you know push him back over his head. But he's always smart. He's always he's always too smart for me, really. So yeah, as you say, there. he has a very good cricket brain, John. Mm-hmm. But he probably doesn't get a lot of credit for. No, no, and you don't. I don't care who you are. You don't get that many wickets every year, year in, year out, if you're not a good bowler. No. You know, and and I was going through his stats on play cricket, and he 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 did it every year for what, however for every, for, for however long he's playing. You know, every year he's turned out sort of 25, 30 wickets every year. And if you're doing that, you're doing something right, aren't you? No, very much so. Very competitive. Yeah, yeah. A bit like myself. Yeah, can, uh, a bit fiery. Uh, but uh, like, like you'll know, Scott, that I'm not adverse to that. So I don't, I don't mind that in my side. We all need um, that. You know, yeah, as long, as long as it doesn't go too far, I'm cool with it. And, and he's, he's, he's in the same sort of, same sort of boat mm-hmm. as me. So yeah, you need that. But again, off the field, good friend. Uh, and another, just another one of, of the South End guys that, you know, made the transition for us like so easy, you know, because I always, I always get asked like, who, who did you play for? Who, you know, cricket wise, whatever. And I always just say South End because the, it's almost like the merger never really happened. You know, like the, the club was always just, just, just what it was, you know. There was no yeah. segregation or any, or, or no, like you know, for, in my eyes, anyway. 
no, I think you're I think you're right. I, I don't. I, no one I've spoke to has ever sort of said there was never a, a, both the sort of the first and second team of that merge, almost six and five, and it was never set up that way. It's just how it fell. No, it fell six and five, yeah. and yeah. people just got on with each other. Yeah, and yeah. without even having to try, it was just a lot of good blokes, yeah. and it all worked. Yeah, I think I I think you're right. I think whenever you look at a team sheet in that first year, it was like six and five or whatever. And, it, and, and like you say, it wasn't it, not for any other reason other than that's just that's just how how it was. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so. Okay, so your last man, number 11. Yeah. <laughs> so I played a lot of cricket with this guy. Um, I, need a, I need an out-and-out -out seamer. Um, so I've gone for Chris Hunt. Um, again, he's another... What's the easiest way to explain it? He's, an, he's another guy that every club needs. Every, everyone needs a Chris. Like he, he's done. He, I think he's filled every position on the on the board over the years or whatever. And he's just a, a really, really, really good guy. Um, played a lot of cricket with him over the years. Similar to, to Newman, that when I was young, um, playing in like evening league games, he'd play for Trinity. I'd be playing for Echo. And he used to scare the living daylights out of me as well because he was just rapid, you know, to a, to a 12 year old, he was rapid, you know. And then when I, when I finally, finally got to play with him, um, yeah, just a, a good, a good cricket, a, a good, a good sharp bowler, a nightmare for a captain. Have you captained him? You must have captained him, haven't you? Yeah. A nightmare, yeah. absolute nightmare. You just think Have like some random field placings and ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing that always got me was, I was always trying to like psych him up, you know, because he's the nicest man in the world, and you want your you want your fast bowler to be like snarling and stuff like that, and trying to scare people out. And he'd hit people on like a fire or whatever, and you could see that they they were hurt. And instead of just going back to his mark and bowling another one, he'd sort of go up there, ask if he was all right, shake his hand, pat him on the back, <laughs> and you think, oh, come on, Chris, you know. So as he got back to his mark, I'd tell him off. I'd be like, what are you doing? You know, now you've hit him hard, now hit him again, kind of thing. But um, but that's not Chris at all. And and if you if you took you couldn't make Chris be like that, I don't think I don't think no. I've ever seen Chris angry on, on a cricket field or off a cricket field. Um, I think the only reason I've ever seen him be angry is if he's bowled a, a short one or a wide one or whatever that's been pumped. But but yeah, so yeah, again, just because just because he's a he's a top bloke, absolute top bloke. Um and yeah, so important in the in the DNA of a club. As you say, it do fills all roles, and not a bad cricketer as well. No, but the, the, yeah, not a bad cricketer now. But he was a good cricketer. Like when oh, when yeah, when when yeah yeah when Trojans when Trojans merged, he was you know you know he was the number one seamer, you know, and he was he's and at that stage, don't get me wrong, he still is a good cricketer. But I've seen I've seen him have some really good days, really good days where he's unplayable. You know, absolutely unplayable. And then, but he loves a short ball. Loves a short ball. <laughs> five, five, five absolute perlers, and then just a, a short shit one that goes to four, and then it's, <laughs> all the pressure's released again. The short ball normally comes after he's moved the fielder across to the offside or something, or then the yeah. legs on half volley, and you're like, you yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I need I need a fourth slip. I need a four slip. Okay, have a four slip. I don't know why you need a four slip. You, you should really only be having one stroke two. But he's got four slips and then he just bowls this rank short one down leg that goes flying into the pond. Yeah, yeah very frustrating. 
but uh, okay. yeah, Malacca's a, a great bloke. Well, that's a great one to 11 you picked there, mate. That's, there's some great players, some great stories in there. So just to sum up, how enjoyable were those? Well, your, A, your whole cricket crew, but mainly the six years from the merge. How how do you sum those six years up? Um, different, I suppose, because like I sort of touched on earlier, the first, I suppose, yeah, I suppose roughly the first sort of six years I played at Echo was almost like a like a breeding ground for for good, wholesome cricket, you know, nice fun cricket. And then like the, the back end of that, the last six years was like right now, now you've done that, now it's we're gonna try and win some cricket, you know, as well. So so yeah, it was two sort of sides and I enjoyed I enjoyed both of them. I really did enjoy both of them just as as, as much as, as each other, really. Um, yeah and you know, who knows? Who knows what the future has in store? You know, I may well return. I, like I said to you off camera before, it, a lot of it sort of comes down to my son. You know, if yeah. Finson wants to play, then I'll, I'll be there. I'll be the taxi. I'll be the yeah, taxi dad and I'll just bring in all the kids or whatever and I'll quite happily play. But um, I don't know. We'll see. If he doesn't see want you. to, then I may not. Well, thank you very much for your time. Let's hope to see you on a cricket yeah, field sometime in the, new, in the near future. Thanks very much, Chris. Yeah, Take care. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.